Counting calories is out. Weight loss is an internal game, what I like to call weight release, and it all starts from within. You're listening to Confidence From Within, a podcast for women ready to feel good about their bodies, rediscover their confidence, and share their brilliance with the world. I am your host, Juliana Lehman, mind-body weight release expert and lifelong health seeker. And I am so pleased to have you here. Let's get started. You're listening to episode number 101 of Confidence From Within podcast. And as always, I am your host, Juliana Lehman. And my very special guest today is Wendy Sterling, founder of Divorce Rehab. And before we get into the episode and before I introduce you to Wendy, I have a quick announcement to make. We just celebrated a hundred episodes of Confidence From Within podcast, and I could not be more excited about it. So we are running a promotion that if you're listening to this episode live, it is still going, which is when you leave us a review, you get entered to win a copy of my brand new book called Release, A Women's Guide to Releasing Weight in Midlife Through Becoming Your Body's Best Friend. We're very excited about this special promotion going on, and we made it very easy for you to be able to enter. All you have to do is go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash review to leave a review, then just take a screenshot of your review and you can either email it to us at info at naturallyjoyous.ca or you can send us a DM or tag us on Instagram at naturally.joyous. Either way, we're going to gather all your entries and reviews and we will be announcing the winner soon through all our platforms and contacting the winner directly as well. So back to the episode. Today's conversation was incredibly special. And I think this is a topic that is so needed. And I love, I truly love Wendy's perspective on it. Wendy shares her divorce story and how she was able to make her divorce one of the most empowering experiences she ever had to go through by not only reclaiming her identity and voice, but also by designing the life she wanted to live as opposed to the one that she found herself stuck into. She goes into great detail of her five-step divorce rehab methodology, explaining what are the five steps that women can take as you go through your recovery journey of really finding yourself and your groundings again. So let me properly introduce you to Wendy. Wendy Sterling is a top divorce media personality, international divorce coach, life transition specialist, and founder of the Divorce Rehab. She helps newly divorced men and women who are having trouble moving forward and tired of feeling stuck, pain, fear, resentment, anger, and guilt to find joy, self-worth, and freedom. Wendy has been featured on NBC, Thrive Global, Medium, Hello Divorce, to name a few. Wendy is also a speaker, the host of the Divorce Women's Guide podcast and author, an advanced tether healer and mom of her two amazing boys. Here is Wendy. Hi, Wendy. Welcome to the show. I am very pleased to have you here today. Welcome. 
Thank you. I'm so honored to be here. Yes, absolutely. And the topic that you bring today is so important. I think you share it from such a beautiful perspective that I'm very excited to share what you do and all your wisdom with our listeners. But before we jump right in, um, what I always like to ask first is your take on confidence. What does it mean to you? That is such a great question. And it's one of the topics I teach. Um, based, so I have a very, very firm grasp on what this means to me. Yes. Uh, to me, confidence is complete and utter trust in oneself. Uh, as we go through divorce, I think our confidence is something that we lose very quickly. And one of the ways that I have noticed myself regaining my sense of confidence in who I am has come from really learning what self-trust looks like, mm. what it feels like, um, and really knowing that I have everything within me to do whatever it is that I set my mind to. Yeah. Oh, that is so beautiful. And I know from, you know, all the different things we talked about before, even recording that we have a very similar take in perspective. Like you focus, of course, yes. on divorce, the emotion side, and I focus on the physical side of things, but there's so many similarities. And I think it's so beautiful that you apply very similar concepts to such an important topic. And just so going a little deeper into what you said specifically, and there's so many questions that I want to ask you, but I think a good starting point to this conversation is, you know, the concept of what you said, that the trust piece, right? I think trust is a very big thing that we lose, right? When we go through situations like that, yes. and also a very big thing, a difficult thing to recover. So let's start with the trust piece and talk about trust of self as a starting point. Yeah, you know, I think one of the hardest things that um, that we that we have to relearn, and and this is speaking from the lens of divorce, and even, I mean, I can even say that when I was married, and and even before that, I don't know that I truly knew what trust was really all about. Right. Um, but you know, I've always been somebody who has trust has been something earned. And it's something that I don't give out freely. And of course, mm -hmm. after my divorce, there was no trust happening with myself or with anybody else. But I think what the biggest lesson that I learned was really understanding that in order for me to know what it felt like to trust other people, I had to start over and learn how to trust myself. Mm -hmm. And the reason that I stopped trusting myself was because I stopped listening to my intuition. I stopped trusting those gut instincts, those feelings inside, yeah. and I silenced them. And I think that when we lose trust in people, if we lose trust in um, situations, that it's a wake up call for us to instead, it's not about questioning that person or that thing. It's about looking inside and going, hang on, wait a second. When did I disconnect from myself? When did I stop remembering what trusting myself feels like? And, you know, I, I spend like two weeks talking about this in mm -hmm. my course because, you know, it's so it's so in depth and it's not, it's not easy, especially for those of us who have gone through betrayal or trauma. Yeah. Um, trust is really hard to build back. And, 
you know, the way that I like to explain and teach it is really, it starts with yourself. Mm-hmm. So, and I love, yeah. And I love how you explain like why, because my follow-up question would have been like, so why do we lose trust of self when we perceive trust broken outside of us? Right. But you kind of like went on to it. So do you feel that, you know, the thought process is, well, I didn't see it coming. Therefore I can't trust my judgment. Is that the lenses through which you feel that we lose trust in self? You know, I think it's that we talk ourselves out of, you know, I think we talk ourselves out of that gut feeling, right? Like Mm -hmm. to me, trust and intuition are really tied together. So for example, right in my own personal story, I, I remember feeling um, distrustful of my ex-husband. And then I would talk myself out of it by saying, oh, you know, he, he's not the type of person he would never do that. And I would totally talk myself out of it instead of listening to that first gut instinct in that moment of like something feels off to me. Right. And when I learned trust, it had to do with tapping into my subconscious and really paying attention to that, that little punch that you get, Mm -hmm. right. It's almost Mm -hmm. like it kind of creates like a pause in you to then go, okay, hang on a second. How do I, you know, how do I feel about this? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, what's coming up for me around this and what is it about the situation that I'm not trusting myself about that is being reflected in this situation with this other person? Yeah, that is wonderful. Thank you for clarifying that. And I even find like myself, like my experience of it is very physical in the sense of using my body to understand my mind. And for me, it's like, if it doesn't feel clear and in alignment and easy quotations on that, but you know, I feel slightly off and it's so subtle, right? That sometimes it's easy to like, you said, push away and miss it. But I think it becomes such a beautiful practice to use the body. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that, um, you know, I think that a lot of times the, the reason that we, that we distrust or that we don't listen to that gut feeling is because we're afraid to gather more information to affirm whether or not, right. Like just like that process I said about how I ask myself, it's the same thing externally, right? So it's about gathering facts and information to really make a decision about, you know, is, is my gut right? Is my gut wrong? Mm. Um, and you know, from there, it's really about, you know, it's the same type of curiosity. Like when you're having a conversation with somebody else, it's really about just gathering the facts. Um, and I do believe that trust is something that is like, it's trust to me, the way that I define it is that it's an acquired ability. It's not a feeling. The intuition is the feeling, Mm. but trust is the ability, right? Trust is something that you can relearn at any given time. And especially those of us who have been betrayed, we typically put a wall up because we don't want to feel that again, because we're afraid that we're going to get hurt. However, trust is really, um, it's something that you can reacquire. Um, but again, it starts with you, right? So Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you get to believe that you have your own best interest at heart. And when you remember what that feels like, you'll be able to extend that out to somebody else. 
Yeah, I love the distinction of trust not being the feeling, but more so something you can practice and, you know, even regain, like you said, right? Now you said something else that was like quickly, but it was so important. So I'm going to highlight it. (laughs) Sorry, I I tend to do that sometimes. (laughs) No, there's so many golden nuggets. It's like, this one I want to push out. (laughs) You said something that I think is so important for women to understand that sometimes it is our fear breaking the fantasy of what we think things are that actually prevents us and drags the process on, right? And that is terrifying. And I know that from, you know, even other areas of life, it is really, really difficult, right? To be right about something that we so deeply don't want to. Yeah. Say that somebody is in that situation and they, you know, have a little suspicion or something is going on and they face and the news are out there. Like, what was your experience navigating that initial phase when trust was broken? Oh, I mean, it was devastating. And 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 I I am intentionally being dramatic. I mean, I was devastated. Um, devastated and just so completely and utterly confused. Um, how this person who was my best friend, who I had known for 23 years, um, you know, we grew up half of our life together. And all of a sudden it's like, I don't even know who you are because the man I married, the man who I thought was my partner would have never, ever made this choice. Right. And yet he did. And so it was really a reflection to me around when did you stop seeing yourself in the mirror and only saw the version of you that everybody else wanted to see? Mm. When did you stop listening to your intuition? When did you really stop? You know, it wasn't that I didn't trust him. I didn't trust myself. Right. And even in those moments, you know, of course, hindsight is 2020, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I look back, there were so many different times where I should have stood in my power when I felt something off and I did it and I talked myself out of it. Um, and so for me, building back trust was a, was a very hard process. Trust and forgiveness were the two hardest aspects that I had to move Mm. through. I got to move through. Um, And it took me a long time to also understand what self-trust and self-forgiveness not only meant to me, but also what it felt like. And a lot of times I think we seek instant gratification, right? Thank you, social media. (laughs) And what we forget is that Trust is a skill that we learn and nurture over time. It's not something that it's like you turn on a light switch and, oh yeah, I trust again. No, no, no. Yeah. (laughs) That's not how it works, right? But what I do know from my own experience and through what I get to have the privilege of watching my clients go through is it's having the courage and the persistence to want it enough that you can convert those past hurts and betrayals into lessons. Mm-hmm. And so when, oh, I just got goosebumps. So <laughs> when you're able to, to get to that place, right? It's, it's a skill, right? Remember I said, it's an acquired ability. That's a skill. Yeah. So if you're able to commit to the, the practice of learning trust in yourself, 
that's when you start seeing the lessons, right? Like that's when I started going, holy moly, Wendy, you should have, you should have spoken up. And, you know, there were times where I did, but he was so convincing. And yet I still was like, "Mm, okay. And, and then I ended it there instead of going, I'm not comfortable with this, or this feels off to me, or why, you know, why is it happening this way? Mm-hmm. So, so for me, that, that was what I had to learn. Like I'm a type A control type personality. Me too. So I, it's <laughs> probably why we get along so well. I know. Um, and, you know, and I've learned to kind of keep that in check a little bit and to yeah. use it to my advantage when I need it, but to also understand that you can still be in control, right. As you're building back trust it's just that you got to lay off the gas a little bit and think about it as a marathon instead of it being like a sprint. Yeah, that is so well said. Hey there, have you heard of my new book, Release? A Woman's Guide to Releasing Weight in Midlife Through Becoming a Body's Best Friend? If not, go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash book or click the link in the show notes below to learn more and to see if this is the right book for you. I wrote this book for women to read before your next diet. And this is not a book about weight loss, another diet trend, or a magical solution you have not tried yet. This is instead a rebellion against hating our bodies and trying to change who we are. Together, we will release all that no longer serves you so you can get the body you want and make midlife the best and healthiest years of your life. I cannot wait for you to get the book. So go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash book to learn more. Now back to the episode. And the one thing that you said that I think is important, like use the word courage, right? Yes. And if you look at the origin of that word, core being the heart, I think it's very well used because it's basically taking something that, you know, basically shattered your heart and putting the pieces back together. Right. Yes. And when you talk about forgiveness, and I really want to kind of go there uh, for a moment here, because yeah. like you said, besides trust, I think that's the next hardest thing to do because oh my God, it's so hard, you know, we kind of like, <laughs> in a way, almost there's an assumption. If I forgive, I'm giving them like a get out of jail free pass, exactly. right? Which is not the case. No, so define to us it forgiveness. <laughs> yeah. At the beginning, right. Define yes. it to us. How do you see forgiveness in the context of divorce? Gosh, you know, it's funny kind of, um, I, I had a really hard time understanding forgiveness because I was betrayed. And I thought to myself, <laughs> he is not getting my forgiveness. Like there is no way ever. Right. And and this was back when it was still very fresh and, you know, and new. And, you know, I, it's interesting because I do find that my clients are also in that place of struggling, right? Mm -hmm. Most of us don't understand necessarily what forgiveness is all about. And what I believe self-forgiveness requires is it's a balance of, and this is how it was explained to me so that I could actually wrap my mind around it and work through it. Um, and it like clicked for me. So self, hopefully this will click for your listeners as well, but it requires striking a balance between taking responsibility and maintaining 
a positive sense of self. So if you're not, oh, I just got goosebumps again. So, so if you're not willing to take responsibility for your role in the marriage falling apart. So for example, okay, it takes two people to get married. Okay. You're responsible for your half. They're responsible for their half, right? So you own a hundred percent of your 50%. They own a hundred percent of their 50%. Mm-hmm. So whatever it is that they chose, whatever it is that they did, the decisions that they made, that's on them. That is like, let's, let's draw a line in the sand that is on their half. So on my half of the line, right. I kept thinking forgiveness had to do with me stepping over the line. I was like, that's never Mm. happening. Right. (laughs) So it has now. Um, but at the time I, it was, it was a hell no. And so what I had to learn was that in order for me to understand self-forgiveness, I had to take responsibility for how it was that I showed up in my marriage and to take ownership of it and to not allow it to decrease my self-esteem. Instead, I chose to use it as a catalyst to increase my power and to also stand in it to see the lessons and make a vow to never make those mistakes again. Mm. So for example, part of what I got to take responsibility for was the way that I chose to communicate with him. Okay. And I'm very open and honest about this. I am not, I, I don't shy away from who I was because it's part of me. And I, I get to embrace the things that I don't love about myself, but this is who I used to be. I used to pick fights just to get attention. I mean, literally like a child, I would pick fights with him just so that I felt like he saw me, right? Mm. I would communicate very poorly. So how many of you guys have like something happens, right? And then you run this story in your mind and then they're not in the story, but you've got this whole like wheel going. And then all of a sudden the story's over and you react and they're like, whoa, what just happened? Right. So I, instead of engaging him in the conversation in my head, I just took it from zero to 80 like that. And he's like, whoa, I'm not even there. Like what just happened? Yeah. So it wasn't until I learned that, that I was like, okay, I get to work on my communication skills. I also get to learn on what being heard looks and feels like, right? And so by being able to do that, it wasn't like it was stripping me of myself. It was helping me to build onto who it is that I wanted to be moving forward. That's why I always tell people like Mm -hmm. you have to embrace your flaws because they're the ways in which you're really able to move yourself forward. Otherwise, you know, if you keep, um, if you keep, uh, saying or thinking negative things, right. It's just going to keep knocking you down. So getting to release those emotions is really important. And you, as your listeners heard, figuring out how it is that you can turn them into a positive, right? What's the silver lining and in that acknowledging and taking responsibility, right? So when it's when it's true self-forgiveness, it recognizes the wrongness of your actions. So, oh, I just got goosebumps. I'm getting lots of goosebumps. It's like <laughs> angels, right? Um, but what I, you know, and some of the language that I teach and that I that I learned for myself was I forgive myself for not using my voice. Mm. 
I forgive myself for choosing to pick fights instead of having a conversation, right? It's different than going like, I, you know, I forgive him for cheating. No, no, yeah. no. Right. Eventually I got there, but it was, it was for me to have to really embrace the elements, right? If you don't know what forgiveness feels like of yourself, how the heck are you going to know what it feels like to give yeah. that to somebody else? Yeah. And, and forgiveness doesn't mean that you forget what they did right? But it means that you're choosing love, you're choosing the high road, and you hope that they learned a lesson just like you did, but it's not your responsibility. Exactly. What is your responsibility is how you choose to use that information as you move forward. Major mic drop. <laughs> Everything you said <laughs> is literally <laughs> why you. I love your work so much. Aww, and thank you. One of the things that I'm totally misquoting this, but one of the things that comes to your mind that is a quote I've always loved in my own words, but kind of relates to what you said that it's the cracks that we have are what the flaws, right? Mm-hmm. Are where the light comes through. Yes. And, you know, oh, I love that. What you took is that it took a very painful, very deep and like unbelievably hard experience and new mm-hmm. transforms, like we say, message message, right? Into yes. this incredible, not just self-healing experience, but this entire business and now you serve others, right? And yes. I know so many women relate to what you just said. And I think you explain forgiveness in a way that I have never heard explained before. So thank you. You're <laughs> that welcome. Was so good. And I love the visual of that line and really what it means. And like you said, yeah, eventually you can cross the line, right? Like you have, but it's that taking responsibility for your side of the road, which I think is yes. difficult, but it's so rewarding, even from a health standpoint, right? That if you're just like all this resentment or guilt and blame and all the emotions that we will go through the spectrum in the beginning, yep. they will have a physiological impact as well. So even the practice in what you teach is improving physical health, not just emotional 100%. health, right? Yeah. Well, because your inner world reflects your outer world, yes. right? Yeah. Like I look back at pictures of myself during that year that we were separated. Oh my God. I wow. I look 10 years younger now. And that was six years ago. That is such an interesting observation. Oh my God. Uh, I, Mm. and I've shown people pictures and they're like, really? Like that was you six years ago. I'm like, (laughs) I know. (laughs) Right. Because (laughs) it is though, because, you know, this is like my biggest, you know, this is part of my mission and you know this because you've heard me say it, but Mm -hmm. It is so important that you take care of your inner world because it is not only what you, what, what you're reflecting, it's what you're attracting. Yeah. Right. And so during that time, good Lord, what I was attracting was not what I wanted to be attracting. (laughs) And it wasn't until like, I really did the hard, deep work that all of a sudden it was like you said, the cracks, you know, you let the cracks open wide and that's when that light comes in and You don't ever want it to stop shining because that's the energy that you want to soak up. That's the good stuff. That's, you know, I say light is love, right? And fear is darkness. And you just, you want as much light as possible. You want to feel love. And in order for you to love yourself, you've got to crack yourself open and and be comfortable doing that and and being vulnerable to do that. Um, Doing the work takes courage. It takes vulnerability. It takes trust. Right. 
And a lot of times we resist it because we're afraid. Yes. I think the fear of feeling our feelings is the main reason why most of us suffer anywhere from physical ailments to whatever ailments, right? It is just for some reason, terrifying to the mind. And then we internalize it. We put it on the physical body in all these different ways. And I think it's like the way I like to look at it is like this tangle ball of yarn. And then we just like start looking for the edge, right? So you can gently, ever so gently start to entangle it. And I think you've done some massive untangling today (laughs) for us. I'm I'm glad. I'm so glad. This episode is brought to you by the Weight Release Shift, a program that I am so excited to share with you. And actually more than a program, this is a partnership in which I join forces with you to take you on this incredible journey which is weight release. Together, we will explore all the necessary mind shifts to get you to places you've never been before, as well as learn what is going on with your hormones, especially as you transition into later phases of being a woman. All of that combined with tasty, healthy, super easy to make foods and recipes to help you balance hormones eat for your needs and release excess weight in the process. If you're curious or ready to learn more and join me and all these other wonderful women on this journey, I encourage you to apply at the link below. To learn more, visit naturallyjoyous.ca slash release. And I look forward to chatting with you and getting to know you better. And I always love to kind of get a little bit more practical as well in our conversations uh, on this podcast. So I would love for you to talk to us about your methodology, the rehab method, the divorce rehab method. Walk us through the steps. Like what would somebody's journey look like if they are in that place, suffering, hurt, looking to, you know, choose the life and live life by their own terms? Sure. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, I love my acronym because it is, it, it comes from this place. Okay. It comes from the place of that. I believe that divorce can be the most empowering experience that we go through to reclaim our identity and voice so Mm -hmm. that we can design the life that we choose instead of feeling stuck with the one that our ex left us with, or the one that we feel stuck with. Yeah. And so my program aims to, tackle all the different areas of your healing process and to accelerate you onto your path of your new chapter. So the RN rehab stands for what I just, part of what I just said, which is reclaiming your identity and voice. So many of us lose ourselves in our marriage and our identity as mom and our identity as wife. Yeah. And the first thing that I work on with my clients is where do we start, right? People, a lot of times are like, Mm -hmm. I have no idea where to start. I have no idea what to do. And the place where I start with my clients is really around figuring out like, 
what's important to you, right? What are your values? What are some boundaries that you get to start setting in your life? Things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I had no boundaries. I didn't even know what a boundary was at the time. (laughs) Um, and, and by doing, we go really deep. I spend a lot of time with my clients going deep into this work, because to me, that's the foundation for where it is that you are going to start building your new voice and identity from, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we tend to see ourselves um, in the light of what other people have seen us to be, or we've lived into a vision that was expected for us. I did that both with my, you know, yeah. the image that my family saw, the image of my ex-husband saw, and it it takes some hard work. It takes a lot of hard work. So we spend a bunch of time on the R. The E is then all about ending your pity party, okay, and ending mm-hmm. your victim mindset. <laughs> So what does that mean? It means that you get to feel and vent whatever it is that you need to clear out, and then we get to move on. And I teach my clients Mm -hmm. the tools to recognize when it is that inner sabotaging voice versus when to recognize that it's your actual inner wisdom voice speaking to you Mm -hmm. and to typically the inner critic is loud. The inner truth is really quiet. And so what I do is I help my clients to get to a place where they're actually at the same decibel level instead of one being higher than the other so that they can stop living in the pain and actually use the pain to see the lesson and to really figure out what the truth is. What is Mm. the truth of what this voice is trying to tell me? Because the way that I'm hearing it is really negative and it doesn't feel good. Right. Mm. So once they have those tools, that's where the H comes in. And that's really where we spend time healing all the wounds. So when you get divorced, it's not just the marriage, okay? It's it's the marriage, it's the loss of your best friend, it's the loss of the family you dreamed of, for a lot of people, financial stability, it's yeah. the dreams, right? Like growing old together, all these different areas, right? That's why I always say like the first year after divorce is so hard because you are having to relearn life, right? Including yeah. holidays, that's really hard too. So we spend some time healing and the healing part is really around rebuilding back your confidence, your self-esteem, self-compassion, mm-hmm, right? And really mm-hmm. understanding the difference between self-love and fear and how it is that we can love ourselves to create confidence and self-esteem and self-worth, self-esteem and self-worth are different. And I teach that as well. Um, And so that's the time that we spend in the H. And then the A is all about accountability and acceptance. Mm. So as I mentioned before, part of the, you know, gaining the confidence is taking responsibility and accountability is the next step, right? So again, responsibility and accountability also mean two different things. So holding yourself accountable to your actions moving forward, right? So it's about awareness It's about having grace. We talk a little bit deeper about self-compassion and mindfulness Mm -hmm. um, and really get my clients into a place where they accept how it is that they got to where they are. And now what the heck are you going to do about it? What is the next chapter that you're going to create, which gets us to the B, which is about building a new foundation. And for Mm. me, in order to build a new foundation, this is where self-forgiveness lives. 
It is so important. I literally spend in my group program, I spend four weeks, four weeks talking about this because it is the hardest part of the healing process. And it is the most important in order for you to really set yourself on that trajectory, on that rocket ship for stepping into your new life. That again, is something that we also help our clients to create. So ultimately what the program is intended to do is to help women accelerate their healing process with proven tools and tips Yes, and weekly coaching and daily accountability, right? To be able to start getting into the practice, changing their mindset, because that's what this is all about. It's about changing your mindset. Yeah. So that's my program. I love it. It's so beautifully thought out and the sequence makes complete sense. And like Credit said, it's so true that, you know, the one thing you said earlier, which is amazing wisdom. So I'm going to repeat that your inner world dictates your outer world, yes. but your outer world can be changed as your inner world shifts perspective. Right. 100%. And I think, you know, I, I say to women, cause I work with a lot of women that come to me with a lot of knowledge already of what they yeah. need to do or don't need to do and all those right. things, but still not getting results or still not doing the thing. Right. And I always say to them that what I bring to the table is a shift in perspective more than you know, a yes. revolutionary new concept, yeah, right? No, you do. You're great at that. I, lo- you know, that's why I love what you do. <laughs> yeah. And then the puzzle pieces just fit differently. Right. And I yes. think that is really the beauty of it. And I see rehab, the way you explain it, is like those, you know, major puzzle pieces and you're getting people to put them and click them back together. Because like, what do you said to Wendy, like the concept of basically redesigning the life, but now you have to choose what you want it to be, right? Because now you're in the driver's seat. That alone can be scary for some people. Like that is not an easy thing, right? There's so many emotions. And Mm -hmm. I I think, especially as women, we aren't normally asked what we want. It's just assumed, (laughs) right? Like from how we're raised or relationships or whatnot, like we all have different experiences, but I think claiming what you want and really you know, building a life based on your own terms is such a beautiful thing, but difficult. So I find it's very special that it's part of your process. It really helped them go literally the entire way. Yes. I right? see a blank canvas as just beauty in and of itself. You know, it, we don't have to ask permission. Mm-hmm. You don't have to ask anybody's permission for what it is that you want to do or how it is that you want to go about doing it. Yeah. And I think we forget the power in that. You yes. know, it's the fear of the unknown that typically keeps us stuck. And yes. once you realize that, you know, fear is false evidence appearing real, oh. <laughs> right? Yeah. It, it's there's so much opportunity in it. And what makes it less fearful is understanding what the facts are and also having support, right? Having other people who are cheering you on and also like handing you tissues when you, you need a friend. Um, It's so incredibly important. And I love the metaphor of the puzzle. That's totally, um, that's exactly what this is. Yeah, wow. I love that. So good. <laughs> so good. So for our listeners that would love to, you know, listen to your podcast, learn more about your program, tell us the best ways to connect with you. Yeah, of course. So, um, well, I have a podcast, which Juliana will be on later this year. (laughs) Uh, So you should, if you just want to get to know me and just hear me talk about different topics, 
Um, I have solo episodes and guest episodes. My podcast is called the Divorced Woman's Guide Podcast, and it's available on all podcasting platforms as well as YouTube. Um, you can also go to my website, which is wendysterling.net. I've got on my homepage, I've got a really great free downloadable that gets you on your path to recovery. Um, I'm also all over social media, Divorce Rehab with Wendy. And um, yeah, those are probably the best. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, LinkedIn, Pinterest, <laughs> right? We all have to be on everything these days. <laughs> so that's where you can find me. And if you're looking for support, um, a lot of times we don't know what we need. And I offer a free support call. Uh, just go to contactwendy.com and get on my calendar and let's figure out what it is that you need. Or perhaps you heard something today that you fell in love with that you want to learn more. Let's get on a call and see if it's a fit. I love it. Thank you so much, Wendy. Like this was an amazing conversation. I deeply Aww. enjoyed it. And you just have so much wisdom and you're, you express it in such a beautiful way. At least my brain completely understands. So <laughs> Thank you you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And I, you know, I love you and the work that you do. So thank you for allowing me the opportunity to help other people, um, you know, in, in my way that, uh, compliments yours. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to confidence from within. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at naturally.joyous and I will be sure to tag you back. I would also love for you to leave us a review on iTunes so you can help us support our show. Stay healthy and happy and until next time.